0: Welcome to the Good News Cafe. This podcast is a production of Child Advancement Fellowship of Northern Virginia. My name is Ray Seto, your host, and in a previous episode, our special guest, Mr. Wayne Rodeo, shared about stepping out with God. Wayne is the Executive Director of Child Advancement Fellowship of Northern Virginia, and today he has part two of his message, Stepping Out with God. Greetings. It gives me pleasure again to be able to share uh, part two of my uh, topic on stepping out with God, uh, taken from my Developing Leaders book. And uh, as we get started on this one, we'll be looking at Scriptures uh, Joshua 1 6 through 9. Uh, We looked at Joshua chapter 1, 1 through uh, 5 last time and uh, gives me great pleasure to share again. So let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share uh, on how to develop leaders and uh, this topic on stepping out with God is uh, an awesome topic and it helped me to keep stepping out with God one step at a time. So, as we look at this part two, uh, speak to us, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that we've seen how God communicated with his servant, Joshua, how does God communicate with his servant in this day and age? And uh, we're, we're looking, we looked at the three different ways through Scripture, through Godly counsel, and through circumstances. So after God has communicated with his servant, he also commands them. God commanded Joshua in Joshua 1 6 through 8 to be strong and of good courage for the task. Joshua had a big task and responsibility put before him. For you, Joshua, shall cause this people to inherit the land that I, swear, I swore to their fathers to give them. He was commanded to be strong, to devote himself to the task, set his heart on it, to go for it. He was also commanded to be of good courage, to be bold, assured, and confident. God chose Joshua for a particular task at a particular time in redemptive history. It's increasing to, increasing to note that prior to communicating and commanding Joshua, God had communicated and commanded Moses to pass the torch on to Joshua and encourage and strengthen him for the task. In Deuteronomy 3.28 it says, But charge Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he shall go over at the head of this people, and he shall put them in possession of the land that you shall see, Deuteronomy 3.28. That's exciting to see that Moses was able to pass the torch. And that's what we do in developing leaders. That's what I have done here in Northern Virginia, CEF. I am passing the torch over to EJ and Ray. And after years of working with them, developing them, they are ready to take over the task and build the work here of C.F. and Northern Virginia, even to greater heights. And I can see that happening. I can see it explaining, exploding to more and more uh, boys and girls coming to know the Lord. Even during this COVID time where uh, we have to do clubs virtually, they have the technology ability to set up these virtual good news clubs. So uh, they're here. God's timing to have those two men on board. So back to my topic here. King David and Solomon's example. In Chronicles chapter 8 we have a similar example. King David had wanted to build the Lord's temple in Jerusalem but God had told him no. However, God had conveyed the detailed plans for the building and staffing of the temple to David. God wanted David's son Solomon to build the temple. When the time came, God prompted King David to pass the torch on to his son Solomon in support and encouragement. David had made the detailed, comprehensive preparations for building the temple, all of which he passed on to his son along with encouragement. To me, that is exciting. And as it says in 1 Chron- Chronicles twenty-eight twenty, Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Do you need to hear God say, you are going to finish? Finish the work, the task, the project that I have given you? Is God giving you a project to finish? Or are you finishing your project and have you developed another one to take your place? If you're a Good News Club teacher or a helper, song leader, or wherever your position is in a Good News Club, have, do you have an understudy that can finish the work? And are they willing to step up and step out with God to do the work? Uh, it says to, to uh, Joshua and Solomon and... Moses to only be strong and very courageous, for full obedience. Joshua was to be strong and very courageous in observing all of God's laws. He was to be fully obedient, not just partially obedient. Are you and I living obedient lives in many areas, but resisting or ignoring the work of the Holy Spirit in other areas? Is there one area in your life you know is not pleasing the Lord? One area where God is prompting obedience. How are we going to observe all of God's law and do all of God's work? So if there's one area that's holding us back, one area that we don't want to give to the Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot be blessed in our work because that is holding us back. So how do we do God's work, God's way? It says, in Joshua 1, 7b. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may grow, that you you may have good success wherever you go. So if you want to have good success wherever you go, you need to keep your eye on the target, eye on the spot, and keep on keeping on with God. Stay focused on God's Word and the task He has set before you not the task he has set before someone else. Your task is something distracting you from reading scripture or from the task he has set before you. I remember when I was first called into CEF and we we went down to Florida, Palm Beach County to be directors. I told the workers down there when we went there, I said, God has called us to be your leaders here. Maybe Maybe there's one of you that should be here, but you're not. Maybe God had called you in the past and you said, no, I cannot do that. Maybe he's calling you again to take over, because how long will I be here? I don't know, but God has me here for a season. So God has called me to lead you people and to train maybe someone here to take over, should Lord call me out of here. So that's what we have to do to set our focus on the task before us. And it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. 1 John 2 15:17 So how do we focus on God's word and the task he has set before us? How do we do that? Well, in Joshua 1:8 gives us kind of an answer. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Joshua 1.8. So there it's telling us we need to speak God's word. We need to think on God's word so that you will do accordingly. Then, if you do those, then God will make you prosperous and you may have good success. And lastly, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 So we can say no to fear and dismay. I remember talking to many different Good News Club teachers, or becoming Good News Club teachers. I encouraged them to do it, and uh, time after time, they would tell me, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. And I know you can do that. I had to encourage them, and I would teach them to be able to teach a Good News Club. And many of them struggled with different languages. Here in Northern Virginia, we had many, and do have, many different ethnic groups here. And their first language is not English, as mine was not English. And I still struggle with uh, speaking correct English at all times. And so I know what they are going through. And I said, I know you can do it. You can do this in English and little by little, they would give it a try. And bef- before long, they are teaching a good news club and going really well. And the boys and girls really love them. So in, in, in saying no to fear and dismay, then we says, do not be afraid. We need not tremble uh, to, to treat with awe. So do not be afraid. Just step out with God. God is with you. He's going before before you to prepare the way. He is with you through every step of the way. Remember the song I told you we sang? One step at a time. This is the way to victory. This is the way to do this work. One step at a time. This is the way the Lord will lead you. One step at a time. So do not be afraid. And then do not be dismayed or broken or shattered. Because God will be with you. He's faithful. Faithful is he that will do it. If he's calling you to do it, he's faithful to do it. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It doesn't make any difference what God is calling you to do. He's going to prepare you for that calling. And maybe he's prepared you already. Or maybe you're a Good News Club teacher or director that needs to be preparing someone else to take over this, the work here of your Good News Club. So there'll be continuity when you leave. So many times we've seen a Good News Club teacher or helpers leave to go to another area and we have to scramble to try to find a new team to take over that club. Where if you would be teaching your helpers to take over a club, step by step, little by little, and then when you leave, that leader or that Good News Club helper can step in to be a leader and there's no break in the club. And the kids love it because there's continuity. They know who the Helper is. And that Helper has the confidence to step forward and not be afraid or be dismayed. Because God is faithful to help you each step of the way. So, I challenge you. I challenge you to join the saints throughout the ages in stepping out with God. God said to these saints of old, go, go. And he's talked to many different people over the years, and we're going to look just a few of the names. Abram, or Abraham. God said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, Genesis 12.1. Did Abraham question that? I'm not sure, but he went. He went where God is asking him to go, in Genesis 12.1. He took his family that he had, and he went. He's not just leaving a place, but he's going to a place. You're not just leaving the helper spot or that. You're taking over a place. You're taking over the leadership of that club, and you've been trained step-by-step over the past six months, a year, two years, whatever you've worked in that club. And you can go and lead that club with holy boldness. And then Jacob said, go to Egypt. Do not be afraid to go in Genesis 46.3. So you don't have to be afraid because God is with you. Remember that. Moses Moses had to go to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That was a big task. And how did that go? That didn't go very good for Moses, did it? You know about the plagues and all the difficulties that Moses went through to get his people and that people, they went through hardship to get ready to leave and go. And then as they left, and then they come to the Red Sea. Can you imagine uh, coming to the Red Sea? What a roadblock. I've had roadblocks and didn't know which way to step. And God would say, lean on me. Lean on me. Look to me. And I will direct your path in Psalm chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct their path and that's what he has done with me and our family over the years in child evangelism fellowship many years we've been with cef since 1972 in fact so moses went and the red sea parted and they went through and they were safe amazing amazing joshua was told to go, cross the Jordan, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them in Joshua 1, 1 through 6. So Joshua had to step out and lead the pack. Well, when he went to inspect the area, he said, oh, we can overcome, we can do this. And we heard about Joshua in the last part, all what he went through. Then Isaiah, Isaiah also uh, he was told to go and say to this people about God's word in Isaiah 6 9 so he had to go to the people Jeremiah also go I appointed you a prophet to the nations in Jeremiah 1 4 8 so what are we afraid of what are you afraid of today are you afraid of people are you afraid of the children? Are you afraid of the teenagers? Are you afraid of the helpers? Nothing to fear, nothing to be afraid of. Gabriel, wow, Gabriel told Mary, go tell Mary, or God told Gabriel to go tell Mary, you will conceive and bear a son, and you will call him Jesus in Luke 1 to 33. Wow, what an assignment he had. And then Joseph, Mary's husband, Go, take Mary to be your wife. Matthew 1.20 Isn't that amazing how Joseph struggled with that even? What what do you mean? She's got a child coming. Why should I take her? But he obeyed the command of God. And then the disciples were told to go and make disciples of all the nations. Matthew 28.16-20 And God prepared them and God sent them out to go and make disciples. And then we have Ananias was told to go and heal Saul's eyes, despite the fact that Saul, Paul, in other words, had done much harm to the saints in Acts 9, 10, 12. Can you imagine getting that assignment? Well, you're going to go and help Paul, Paul who has been killing Christians left and right, and I've got to go and help him? Are you kidding me? Well, Ananias obeyed God and went and healed Saul's eyes and he could see and then there was Paul go to the Gentiles in Acts 915 22 verses 12 through 16 and Paul did a wonderful marvelous work in with the with the Gentiles then there's many others throughout history many others that God chose different people called them out from where they were, what they were doing, to do His bidding. Even in this day and age, there's been many men of God that have been called to preach the gospel. Even, uh, even God the Father, God the Son and the Holy Spirit on the threshold of heaven. Uh, Father, the Father said to His Son, Go save the lost. Go save the lost. What is the lost? What is the gospel? The gospel is that Christ died for our sins. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, why do we need the gospel? Because we are all sinners. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's you and me. We have all sinned. And we cannot work our way to heaven. We cannot give enough money to go to heaven. We need to accept what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Not only did God love us, but we are all sinners. But Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried, and on the third day he arose and he is living in heaven today on the right hand of God. God Jesus' son did that because he loves you. He came to this earth to go to the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine. So all you and I have to do is, in Acts 16, 31, it says, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, even thy house. So, if you've never trusted Jesus as your personal savior, just bow your head right now and say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus is the son of God, and he did what he did, said he did. And if you did that, if you prayed that prayer today, then get your Bible and start reading, and and you will find in there that uh, once we do that, we need to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we grow spiritually by reading God's Word, uh, sharing God's Word, and living God's way, and doing God's work God's way. So... In John 3, 17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And by sharing the gospel that I just shared, men and women will be convicted of sin, and they will turn their life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we are commanded to do day in and day out. We should be living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Our lives should be a good example. And as our life is a good example, then we can share the Word of God with confidence, knowing that he will use the Word to convict of sin. So let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to share the second part of stepping out with God from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Lord, take this message use this message to your honor and to your glory to challenge some worker whether they're a Sunday school teacher whether they're a Good News Club teacher or a helper or a song leader or wherever they're working in a Good News Club to step out with God and maybe even start a new club to get going for God and if you're a leader in a club you should be training someone else to take your spot so that you can move on to another club And then that helper can take over your club and keep on keeping on. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity. So I'm ending with now saying that now it's your turn to take that first step and then take another step and then another step and keep stepping out with God. I thank you for this opportunity and may God bless you richly. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for part two of Stepping Out with God. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you.